Ivan Drago. Rocky. Which was the, <laughs> Which one was the really bad one? Five. That this was is the, like Rocky Five. That was one where Rocky doesn't even box anybody, but he fights one dude in a, like a no holds barred street fight. Shit. <laughs> I think Rocky Six was Rocky Balboa, and I liked that one a lot. Rocky Five was really. Maybe Rocky Three wasn't great. I don't know anything about Rocky. Oh shit! Rocky Five is one where Paulie proved that he was the biggest idiot. <laughs> Paulie's the worst character in cinema. What are you afraid of? You want to know what I'm afraid of? Yeah, what are you afraid of? I'm going to tell you what I'm afraid of. Go ahead, do it. This man's all wrong for us, baby. Boy, I love Summer Camp Island. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Laura, thanks for bringing us back. Um, We watched Summer Camp Island. Welcome to Storyboard, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Nick. I'm Gavin. What's up? I'm Laura. So Summer Camp Island is a Cartoon Network television program. I was about to say Cartoon Network cartoon, but that felt redundant. You'd be right, though. I mean, it's correct. It is. We do cartoons, um, not television programs. Yep. Uh, studies show that when Cartoon Network tries to be live action, it, it sucks. Work. Hey, I had a lot of fun with Destroy, Build, Destroy, okay? <laughs> okay. It's a cartoon, and it's a very nice one at that. It came out last year, and I, like, binge-watched the entire series. Yeah, me too. I just... This is my first experience, because everything always is, because I don't see anything. Right. Um, yeah, what's up with that? I'm sorry. Let's talk about your life, Laura. I play video games too much. So, okay. much when, I, when I first saw, like, promotional material for this show, I had no interest in it whatsoever. Oh, I did. Now, that It is... looked cute, and also a little, like, Adventure Time. Well, I mean, like, when I saw promotional material, I mean, like... This was, like, at least a year before it actually came out, and all I saw were the character designs. And when I saw it, I thought, okay, this looks like it's a low-end Cartoon Network shows where they put very little effort into it, and they just kind of push something out. Um, and I was completely wrong. Um, I didn't like the art style at first, and now I love it. Yeah, um, it grows it's on charming. You. It's weird, but it grows on It you. does, it does. And it's really, really good. It's really good. Um, we guys are going into Five Thoughts territory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, our shortest one yet. So, anyway, who wants to talk about the premise? I'll do it since I chose the episode again, but that's just because I make objectively good choices. I made a suggestion, but here's the thing is that we always go with the things that I say because even though it's not my choice, my suggestions are just objectively the best. So, like. Alright, well, I said back to the barnyard, so what does that say about me? It's. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna watch back at the barnyard, and it's. One of these days. Probably soon. I'd say soon, relatively speaking. Um, Be on the lookout for that, folks! What? Cut out. Um. <laughs> Am I cutting out the part where you told me to cut out Rutabaga? Either cut all of it out or, or leave all of it in. Okay. Leave the part uh, where you say cut out Rutabaga in. 
that rude. So what happens is a bunch of fucking babies get sent off to uh, this island, and it's Summer Camp Island. It's an island where summer camp happens. And then all the parents are greeted and see the place, and then they're like, hey, bye, we'll take care of your kids now, your precious joys in life, and all that shit. And then, like, and then Susie, the head camp counselor, is like, alright, fucking whatever. <laughs> and she puts on her witch hat, and then she magics on her witch robes and shit, and all the other camp counselors do too. And then she presses the magic button and makes the magic happen. And then everything turns into a friend. And then she's like, all right, magic happens on this island. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but don't expect me to baby you, Oscar, which is the main character. Well, there's Oscar and Hedgehog. They're the main characters. Oscar was the main character of this episode, though. We didn't say what episodes we watched. We watched episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, and episode no, five. That's it. what I have listed here. Nope. We watched episode one, the first day, episode three, chocolate money badgers. There's no badgers in that one. Well, no, no, the, they earn badgers, so they are badgers. <laughs> oh! <laughs> episode seven, feeling space. I get it now! <laughs> episode nine, computer vampire. And. Episode 14, Moon Problems. I was wondering about the Badgers for so long. <laughs> and Nick told me about that episode name, and I wanted to watch the Badge episode, but I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch the Badge episode. <laughs> and surely that isn't it, because I don't remember anything about a Badger in that episode. Here's I the think f- one of the kids could be a Badger. I just no, remember that no, Susie tried no. to kill everybody, and then there was badges and chocolate. So the other thing about this show is that everybody is, like, an animal character, which they do sometimes. But it's also that other thing where nobody references the fact that they're all animal characters. Except for Hedgehog. They do call Hedgehog Hedgehog's Hedgehog. Name. Her name is Hedgehog. Because she's a Hedgehog, Nick. Well, yeah, but she she's an exchange student from the Franklin the Turtle universe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but Franklin has a name. He's the only one that has a name. Even his baby sister Harriet are the only ones that have names. Crossover and right. Bear's baby sister Beatrice. If nobody's recognizing the fact that everybody's an animal, then shouldn't Hedgehog just be like a fucking just a regular ass weird name? Might be. Yeah, probably. And it does the thing where Oscar Oscar's an elephant and well, his parents are elephants. No, and that, no, like really limits the gene pool. There is one, there is at least one other time where they do reference the fact that they are animals, and that is uh, in the ice cream episode when they all uh, get ice cream superpowers. Uh, Max, who is a bat. uh, Oh, that makes more sense. He's a bat, and his superpower is that he gets wings, and they're like, a bat with wings! (laughs) But he already got wings in the computer one. (laughs) Okay, we should talk about these first. Right, so... Gavin basically just dropped the premise for uh, for episode one and two and three and four and five. Well, and okay, that's okay, like well, he said the seven, first like eight, nine, and ten. Stop. He said the first like half of the first episode. So like, right. Gavin, you want to take the rest of it? Yeah, sure. All right. So um, Oscar's parents uh, go up to Susie and are like, "Hey, our son's a little bitch." No. <laughs> he's a little. He's a little whiny little bitch boy. No. Wait, 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 wait. Now. Gavin, you are speaking from the Susie perspective. I am here. speaking from the Susie you perspective. You are saying what Susie hears. Uh-huh. Is that a fucking Phoenix Wright necklace? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Nick's a spirit medium. 
He has the Phoenix, the, the little necklace things that Phoenix Wright characters have, and he has one of those. That's how he's channeling me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not Nudie! That's why Nick and I are best friends, because I died a long time ago. It's pretty obvious once you think about my reckless, foolhardy nature. <laughs> so I died a long time ago. Nick, and Nick's that... just been channeling me. I can't believe this is the plot of Dude, Where's My Ghost? <laughs> Is it? Dude, where's my ghost? (laughs) What the fuck is that? It's a B-list cartoon where some kid gets the guitar, I think, of some dead rock star. And if you wear his clothes, you can see him and talk to him. I remember this so, so vaguely. So vaguely. Can we watch this cartoon? (laughs) No, we gotta do something else. Can we do it next? No, we gotta do something Put it on the list. list. It's on the list. We'll put it on the list. (laughs) Was it a cartoon? <laughs> yes, it's a cartoon. <laughs> it's from Canada, I think, so that tells you what's up. Okay. okay. Anyway. Yeah, Oscar Hanks has transitional anxiety, as his parents put it, and so <laughs> Susie like singles him out immediately because she doesn't want to be responsible for everybody's bullshit. She's just the camp counselor. She's not their mom, so she starts paying extra attention to Oscar. In the, in the sense that not where you, like, make him feel comfortable and safe, but in the sense that you mock him ceaselessly and put special little guy on his door. <laughs> so Oscar's sitting there and everything's magic and it's too freaky and he's like, ah, I don't like magical, fantastical things. And I'm like, Oscar, what the fuck is wrong with you? But Hedgehog's down for shit because Hedgehog's awesome. To so, be fair, if your pajamas started talking to you, wouldn't you be a little at first like, oh, okay. I don't have pajamas. Okay. I don't know how much I can relate to Oscar. Because, I mean, his pajamas started talking to him and he viewed that as a negative. Yeah. I'd be a little uncomfortable if a sentient being It's a new friend! Well, you and Oscar could go hang out in Nerdland, but I'm gonna sit here- Listen, listen, I'll just- With talking trees and unicorns and pajamas. Listen, I'll take the pajamas off, I'll wear something that's not talking to me, and we can still be friends. I'm aware- That's just where my boundaries lie. If pajamas talked, I would start wearing pajamas. (laughs) How about that? That's not weird or creepy. We have different boundaries. So what does Oscar do after he's revealed the fact that he's lame? (laughs) He throws a pajama party. He throws a pajama party with just him and Hedgehog because that's how they used to kick it. And that's where things make sense. And Oscar's like, alright, I'm freaking out because everything's all magic and shit. But I know Hedgehog and Hedgehog's my best friend. So Their friendship is lovely. Their friendship is lovely. So we're going to throw a pajama party. And... Everybody shows up to the party, even though he's... It's like it's sort of like a Phineas and Ferb candy party situation. <laughs> it's not a party, it's an intimate get-together. It's, it's a classic Candace party. So everybody shows up and starts being magical and fantastical and shit. And Oscar starts freaking out. He goes into the back room after he tries to murder a marshmallow. Which is an alive marshmallow, so that's not cool. He keeps biting him, to be fair. The marshmallow does keep biting him, but how would you feel if you were a food item? You probably Oscar's get... basically a food item to the food item. You probably get a little defensive as well. I guess so. <laughs> so, 
Oscar goes out into the backyard and dips his legs in the pool, and then a shark comes up. My favorite. Yeah. The shark comes up. I love him. And starts giving him life advice. And the shark says, well, you probably be freaking out no matter where you were or what you were doing. It's just that it's new. And Oscar's like, wow, that fucking makes sense. And the shark's like, I have a magical door that can take you back home if you want. And Oscar's like, yeah, I'm going to go home because I'm a nerd and a wimp. You're so mean. I know. So If I knew you when I was any younger than when I first knew you, I, you would have destroyed me. I would not. You would have made me a sad person. Nah, because I wasn't that mean that back then. If you were, I would have been destroyed. My powers have only grown. <laughs> so, like, he goes in the door to Wimptown, and he God, says- God, stop it! He has a tearful goodbye to his pajamas, who don't talk where he comes from, and that was pretty sad. But then he goes back home and he hears his parents talking about how much of a wimp he is. But he'll probably get over it, they hope. Oh my god, Gavin! (laughs) And Oscar's like, shit, I gotta get over it because they're right. I'll probably get really into it eventually. And then he hits his head on the closing door. That's there to cause tension. And And then then he falls into a coma and the entire rest of the series is a coma dream. No! 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 I'll entertain a lot of things. That is not one of them. See, you can't say that because everything was magic before he fell into the supposed coma. Summer Camp Island is a paradigm for purgatory. What if Summer Camp Island was a paradigm for purgatory, but... The whole island was just completely normal after that, and nothing was magic. <laughs> they all went to coma as soon as their parents left. It was classic the opposite of Over the Garden Wall. He goes back and he kicks it. Yeah, he hits his head, but then he goes back and then he starts kicking it after he gets his pajamas unwet because he was in the pool. And Hedgehog's like, hey, fuck you. And he's like, I know. And then... And then we're Jonathan off to the races. So nice to him. This was a very pleasant first episode. Everything's very cute, and the theme song is so good. It is. You might not have picked up on that from Gavin's uh, description, Ugh. but see, there's a very good reason for that. Hey, Nick, who do you yeah. think my favorite character is? <laughs> Everybody who watches this show sees it from a different character's perspective. For example, Gavin sees it from Susie's perspective. Susie's the best one. <laughs> I'm hardcore printing on Oscar here. <laughs> And I don't appreciate it. Laura imprints on Oscar, and I imprint on my favorite character, Max the Bat, who comes in every <laughs> once in a while, and he's like, this is cool. He's pretty. I yeah, he just has the say. most radical energy. Max is pretty rad. He's a nice guy, too. He's like the kid that. bit of Summer Camp Island. <laughs> like, not insufferable. Which is, <laughs> which is also Nick's icon. <laughs> <laughs> on Discord. So yeah. It is my spirit animal. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Pepper for a second. I also like Pepper very much. Pepper's the nice witch, right? No, no Pepper's, Pepper's the, the one who panda naps. keeps falling asleep. Oh right, 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 right. Do the other witches have names? They do. There's yeah, there's Susie, Alice, and Betsy. Yep. Which one is wait I don't know her name offhand. Betsy. Wait, no, 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 that's Alice. That's Alice, Alice. who's voiced by Ruby. Yes, Alice is voiced by Charlene Yee. Thank you. Um, all of the witches have, like, varying... Like, Susie's the mean witch. Alice is the medium witch. And uh, Betsy's the nice witch. Sometimes I really hate you, Betsy. <laughs> I, mean, I had no idea what to think of Susie in the first episode. 
I know, it's great. I was getting mixed signals all over the place. Wait, no, they do... Com- wait, no, Alice is actually the... Alice is actually the strongest witch. They do mention that. Oh, really? Strongest as yes. in best magic su- or can deadlift 50 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Probably both, but definitely most magically powerful. 50 pounds is not a lot to deadlift. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking for a different thing of measurement what i was gonna say was 50 frogs but that didn't seem right that's a decent amount of frogs <laughs> alice is the most powerful they mentioned that in the second episode where alice turns all the monsters into babies oh, um, oh yeah but like even Susie mentions that that alice is the strongest which means that she's probably really strong yeah no nah, it's but Susie's in charge because she's the alpha bitch <laughs> Yeah, why is Susie in charge, then? Because she's the alpha! Because she's the most... You misunderstand. Alice is the most magically powerful, but Susie is the most powerful, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she's got... Susie knows how to fucking run a summer camp, I guess. She's yeah. got the most, like, leadership energy. Which is basically sit out and shut up. Yeah. Uh, and Betsy's the nice one. But you know, sometimes I really hate Betsy. So we get introduced. Stop it. <laughs> so sometimes we get introduced, or no, we, we get introduced to the world of uh, of Summer Camp Island, which everything's a friend. Yeah, though there are no rules here. Assumedly, you can't die there. <laughs> there aren't rules. There's just different rules. Well, no, but like Yeti speak in saxophone. That is unless true. they're puberty Yetis. Before puberty, uh, Yetis do fuck? not speak in in. In saxophone. After they hit puberty, they start speaking in saxophone. That's right. Okay. Come on, Laura, keep up. Okay. They're, like, the default state of all things is sapient. The default state of all things is just chill as hell. Yeah. <laughs> sapient and friend. Hey, the, so, is the, pajamas as a shirt alive, or are the pants alive too? It, it is pajamas as a shirt. They're, it has been shown many times that the pants do not follow him. Got it. The shirt has the face on it. Yes. Okay. If, it, if it has a face, it's a friend. Unless it's Susie. That would be so fucking weird. Nah, Susie's great. That'd be so fucking weird if the pants were part of him too, but also if it is distinctly separate from him. Oh boy. Dude, that'd be fucking crazy. The one rule is don't think about sentient food. Um, that's the only one. The one well, rule no, is don't think about it. Have fun. There's regular food and there's sentient food, and the sentient food never gets eaten. Well, sometimes it does get sacrificed for dark rituals, as we saw in the moon episode. Yeah, occasionally. Wait, what? There was a bit where they were about where they were about to pour a a pancake into their potion. No, they were about ah, to. Shit. No, they had to eat the pancake. Maybe they did. Um, and the pancake was all panicked. Oh, like, well, that was the witches. The kids don't eat them. That is true, except for when Oscar, stone-cold monster that he is, pops a marshmallow into his mouth. He put it back! He did, but, like, he had full... He learned! In- he had full intention on, 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 on noshing on that, on that mallow. Um, <laughs> he learned! The moon's also alive. And the and sun. Different. And the sun. Uh, moon's great. The moon's really sensitive. And the nerd. S- so Mo- I don't care. Moon might be one of my favorite characters, not including Max. Point. I, do we have anything else to say about episode one? I don't think so. Not really. Just real chill. Just real chill. Okay. It's. I mean, it's day one of summer camp. What else do you do besides say yo, get the greeting, and then put your stuff down, and then have a first day party? <laughs> oh, wait, no, we should probably establish. Among the magical things that are at this camp, there are the aforementioned monsters who are all cool. They're, They're all just cool, cool dudes. 
The uh, moon is your friend. The, I want to stay with you on there's Summer the Camp moon, Island. There's the sun. There's a bunch of cute aliens. You'll take the moon, not you take the sun. I was waiting. I was like, don't say it, Laura. And then Gavin did, and I knew he would. And then there's the, there's the campers, and then there's also the miscellaneous um, magical objects. Aliens. Episode two was chocolate money badgers. And it's not badgers like the animal, like any normal rational human being would think. It's like badge as a verb because they're earning badges. Laura, this was your pick. You go ahead and... uh... Yes, I was transfixed by the title and I like chocolate. So Oscar's getting down about Susie and the witches, mainly Susie. Telling them when lights out are and rubbing in their face that she gets to stay up an extra hour because she's in charge and just like pushing them around and stuff. Uh, but he tries to go to bed in pajamas, can't get to sleep. And he's like, I'll read the rule book to you because I know that bores you and makes you fall asleep. Uh, while reading, he finds, oh no, there were some pages ripped out. He sees right through that cool distracting stuff. <laughs> it's the, the pages before they were ripped out, or the pages after the pages ripped out said cool distracting stuff. And the other one said the camp counselors are always right. <laughs> he goes to confront Susie about it, and she says, no, makes it night. And then the unicorn stable person is like, hey, help me clean the unicorn stables. And they're on top of the unicorn named Bubbles, who's so cute. Uh, he finds the rules for badges. Made into a hat that the unicorn wears. It's a crown. A crown. crown. Yes. A crown is a hat. But he unfolds the, um... The hat with baggage. He unfolds the paper, (laughs) and it has a list of all the prizes that you can get for uh, getting badges, but I don't understand where he got the list of badges that you could get. I don't know if there was a list or if he just had to do things and they show up. There was not a list. I... I mean, he was doing shit pretty strategically. I think it's just kind of implied that they know what the camp activities are, and they do those. Six badges gets you a chocolate pudding. Ten badges? Gets you a a scalp massage from a Yeti. Yes. Fifty badges gets you a trip to the chocolate money water park, where chocolate money comes out of a fountain. It's pretty sick. Uh, So they start doing stuff to get badges, and the badges aren't given to you by anything. You just do the shit, and it shows up, and that's rad. But Susie gets a wind of that, so the witches start sabotaging their uh, attempts to get badges. I mean, wouldn't you, though? They plan to start... (laughs) No? The the characters we've imprinted on are very much like... (laughs) Like, I feel... (laughs) I'm the Lorax, and I speak for the Oscar. The show should win an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. That was a dumb joke. It was a great joke. Most of the... Most of the... No. All the jokes are good. All the jokes in the show are good. The show has really strong We Bear Bears energy, where it's just like, sit down and chill, except it's way less life-threatening. Yeah. um, Susie only tried to kill everybody once. Speaking of which... They, the campers hold a tug-of-war thing to earn the tug-of-war badge, and they have a fake Oscar, who is fake, and the witches are sabotaging the tug-of-war, so it happens all day. Meanwhile, Oscar's out earning badges for other shit, my favorite one being hang-gliding, where he gives the moon a friendship bracelet. That's important. He hang-glides behind the moon. And then gives him a friendship bracelet. No, he hang-glides behind, and then over, and then in front of. This does not adhere to our mad- our normal laws of anything. This is a magic summer camp island. It also gives way to the fact that, no, there are laws, like, 
it, it makes its own rules and then it follows them. Like, the moon is not millions of millions of millions of miles away. It's, like, just up there in the sky about, like, maybe, I don't know, like, 40 feet. <laughs> like, high enough that you have to look up at it, but, like, not so high that you can't have a, that you can't hold a conversation with it. But he can still observe everything or everywhere that the moon can be observed. Yeah, he just goes up a little bit. I think the moon is, like, only magic at Summer Camp Island and elsewhere. He's just the moon, but he can still observe shit. Yeah. But he also left Summer Camp Island to go to space that one time. Yeah. But, like, he didn't leave the Summer Camp Island magic dimension. He can go wherever and do whatever. It's just that, like, you can only only see what the moon's all about when you're on Summer Camp Island. But when he... We'll get into that later. Uh, so, the witches start a rock fall when they see Oscar. Susie, Betsy had nothing to do with it. Susie starts a rock fall and tries to kill all the campers. Oscar uses his <laughs> sash with all the badges on it to try to stop them, which didn't work. They don't stop until Susie decides she was bored of it. It's a bunch of giant-ass rocks. What the fuck were you expecting? So he loses all his badges, but suddenly he gets a hundred badges for being so brave. I mean, he was only brave once. Well, yeah. (laughs) He did a good job. And the prize for having 100 badges is being a camp counselor for a day. So he takes everyone to the trunk of Coin Water Park and makes Susie carry him around on a palanquin. (laughs) The end. Uh, yeah, this was good. This I had pretty fun. mixed feelings about this episode, actually. Really? Go and, go, yeah. and, go and tell me your mixed feelings, Gavin. I don't know. I think it started out great, but the ending kind of sucked. Why'd the ending suck? <laughs> it's just me siding with Susie more. <laughs> because you wanted to see everybody die? Yeah. Well... You wanted to see rocks fall everybody dies? It would have been funny. No. It <laughs> would have shaken yeah. things up, certainly. <laughs> You just wish Susie would have gotten I can't tell. Gavin, I love you dearly, but I can't tell when you're being performative. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the performance. Anyway, there was also a bit where where Susie's been watching the fake Oscar for a really long time. (laughs) Runs up to it and punches it and it falls apart. Somebody came up to her and they said, how'd you know it was fake? That's one of the other witches. Was it Alice or Betsy? Probably Betsy. I think it was Alice. Yeah, no, because Betsy would have been like... Susie, stop! <laughs> oh, you knew it was fake? Eh, I was 50-50. <laughs> Girl was ready to deck a child. Also, Susie's British. She's yeah. also British. Um, it does have kind of an energy of expecting everyone to be British, but it's only Susie. All the, all the badges were good. Especially- so Oscar goes hang gliding and then gives the moon a friendship bracelet, and his entire friendship with the moon was just an, a means to an end. Oscar just wanted that badge his friendship with the moon was fake and that's why he just didn't give a shit about the moon's friendship bracelet that he gave to Oscar. No, because he kept hanging out with the moon after that. Um, I bet Susie would have told the moon that except she needs the moon. I mean, see, the other thing that we get from this episode is I think the only time that anybody's been in any danger in this entire series, but even then it didn't feel like it. And that brings us to the fact that the great thing about this show is that there is no stress whatsoever at any point. Yeah. Like, even when the stakes get raised, you don't really feel stressed out. You're still like, cool. I like when everything's great with no problems. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote later on. <laughs> there's, um, whenever somebody gets a badge, there's this, like, little celebratory voice that tells them what badge they got. Comedy gold! 
is what it sounds like. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Except it's like, it's so fucking lo-fi. It's just like, you know about the badges bad. Hang gliding. Friends with the moon. Two hour nap. That's my favorite. <laughs> right. No, we also get introduced to some of the other campers. And the show very rarely uses the other campers, except for Max a couple of times. Um, and Pepper. Pepper sometimes, too. There's a Pepper episode. Um, a like episode, pepper. if you will. Um, Pepper's the name of my cousin's dog. <laughs> Hi, cousin. I just like all the other camp counselors, because even though you get to, you, you get, like, stuff from them every, like, for two seconds an episode, you still get a very good idea of what their personality is. Like, Pepper just only cares about sleeping. <laughs> and he just doesn't... I thought Pepper's a she. I can't tell. I think it's a I think it's a he. Don't call Pepper it. What the fuck? I thought Hedgehog was a dude for the longest fucking time until I saw episode 1 I, and I was like, "Oh shit." I thought so too, but then after I found that out, I couldn't understand how I came to that conclusion. Yeah. Hedgehog's referred to as she, so. Yes. Yeah, but also she's not. What, huh? Like they just it's it's like when you're watching a play it's like when you're watching a play or a movie and they're talking like realistically so they're like hey Jake what's up Jake you want to go to the park Jake and you're like huh that person's name is Jake it's like they say their name like maybe once occasionally ever and then never again they're just like hey what's up dude oh hey what's up I guess so well at one point Oscar called a uh, hedgehog she so hedgehog yes. is yeah but she. that's that's my point it's like at one point also he- also hedgehog has a little cone hat I like it's Hedgehog. the best. Hedgehog's great. Hedgehog is really great. Hedgehog is down to clown, and I'm all about that. Hedgehog's adorable. I like her little skirt. Yep. But yeah, I just like all the campers. Man. I like everybody. I like we everybody. didn't watch the werewolf episode. <laughs> we didn't watch the werewolf episode. We didn't watch the episode where fucking the creators of the show show that they got fucking guts and that no other creator has as much guts as they got. Except for OKKO. Except for (laughs) OKKO, who actually has the most guts. (laughs) Because they turned everybody into a furry permanently one episode. That gives me slightly more understanding of what you'd mean by a werewolf. They turn Hedgehog into a werewolf, and then the whole episode's about trying to turn her back, and then they don't. Oh! And then Hedgehog's just a werewolf now. That's okay. That's fine. It is fine. That's what that's what the creator said. They're like, this is fine. You know what? It's probably gonna wear <laughs> off once Summer Camp Island is gone, or once they leave Summer Camp Island. So that's like, don't worry. That's true. Just everything in this show is fine. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. So going to the next episode, feeling spacey. Um, the big plot twist in this episode is that Kevin Spacey's character uh, was Kaiser Soze the entire time. What the what? fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so... I just recently saw The Usual Suspects, and that's it. No one I else... don't know anyone. I'm not... No, no one else has your experiences. The Usual Suspects is is a, is a movie that a lot of people have seen. Okay. Feeling spacey. Right, feeling spacey. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the planet of Kevin Spacey. Hedgehog wakes up and starts flipping her shit, but then uh, Oscar's there too. And she's like, wow, Oscar, you're taking this really well. Actually, I wasn't. I've just been up for like 20 minutes and there was about 19 and a half minutes of frantic screaming that you slept through. Heavy sleeper, that one. I think it was screeching, he said. Ah! Okay. 
No, screeching carries a completely different energy than screaming. Screaming is ah! Screeching is ah! <laughs> key, key! <laughs> what? That's good audio. Screaming is an emotion. Screeching is a Pokemon move. <laughs> no, screeching is a state of being. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. They go to a cute planet. Okay, they go to this adorable planet filled with, like, rainbows and clouds. And if you've seen over the garden wall, it's that one planet that Greg went to that one time. That's true. It's a one-to-one conversion. I made a welcome committee joke. Yeah, and Laura made a welcome committee joke because, like, it's... They were on the carpet and there's, like, people playing trumpets. I'm like, we are committee number three. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Our personality traits are we like over the garden wall. Their personality traits were nothing. Speak for yourself. I am speaking for myself, and I like Over the Garden Wall. They had no personality at all. None of the aliens No, I wasn't talking about them. I was talking about us. Okay, Laura, I was trying to transition to what. I have so many other things. I have... I have Kid Vid. I have Hating Sasuke. What am I... What is that supposed to mean to me? What am I supposed to glean from that? I'm joking, Sasuke. What am I supposed to glean from you saying, I bet you really like that? The fact that I hate the, Sasuke. Okay. The fact that Nick hates the shit out of Sasuke. Gotcha, okay. The choking Sasuke meme was not for my own personal pleasure. It was for the displeasure of Sasuke. Okay. Um, when they land, the king of the aliens explains to them, so we've only got so much emotion uh, to go around, uh, but somebody's been hoarding all of the emotion, so now nobody else has any. Um, so we're going to drain you of all your emotions and redistribute that among our population. So then they put... Oh, uh, you guys aren't going to be best friends anymore? Yeah, uh, they also say that. So then they put them in the kid juicer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so uh, Oscar and Hedgehog say, well, wait, we've got a better solution. We're going to find the person who's hoarding all the emotions. And the king's like, sure. Um, <laughs> so then they go off with Puddle, who's another alien. Puddle! Um, and they go around with the emotion detector around all of the different places that everybody has no emotions. They see two kids who are like, I don't love you anymore. Okay, goodbye forever. <laughs> <laughs> they just shake hands. They just go around and, all, and they're seeing all of these perfectly, all of these emotional moments be completely un, unappreciated. There, um, there's a wedding and they get married and they're like, okay, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> Um, and so then they run out of batteries on their emotion detector, and then they go back to Puddle's house to, uh, to go replace the batteries, or charge it, because uh, this is 2019, and there's no such thing as replaceable batteries anymore on electronic devices. You know what? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We're better for it. Yeah. It was 2018 back then. Oh, we were so primitive. Then Puddle walks in front of the emotion detector, and it's revealed that Puddle had all the emotions stored away. Actually, this is after Hedgehog. Um, they threatens to kill him. I can't no. remember if he did. He, he did. doesn't. I don't think, no. Wait, no, I, I think Puddle is referred to as they. I don't know if the... Is Puddle I, he or they? And they kept the, on referring to them as they. I don't okay. think any of the aliens have genders. But then it's, except for King, maybe? But I don't know if the King... You can be a, Actually, a they king kept on calling the King a him. I think they did. Maybe. Man, I don't know. They're, they're small furry guys. They don't know what gender They're is. small furry guys, and the one furry guy was in love with the king, and he didn't want to admit it because that would ruin his life because he was embarrassed. 
That's true. He um, wasn't embarrassed. He was worried that how the king would take it. Yeah, and he was embarrassed. Well, yeah, he he was afraid that no, the king... No, he wasn't fucking embarrassed! He was embarrassed. He, he had kind of a... uh, written on one of his tapes embarrassing secrets that I will never tell the king. Right, that's true. They go through all of them. Mi- they go through their horde of mixtapes. Um, he has a bunch of mixtapes that he made for the king. That's how you know he has it bad. <laughs> Wait, they have rechargeable emotion detectors, but they still use tapes? Okay. Because mixtapes are the most romantic thing ever, That's Nick. true. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a fool! Um, so, <laughs> so then they go to um, the king's birthday party and Puddle tells the king about their feelings and the two of them are in love now and it's great and, and everybody Puddle, has all their emotions Puddle back. lets out all of their emotions and everyone feels emotions again and it's beautiful he sings a song and he's like you are the king but you're my king and uh, it's adorable and I almost cried everybody else is king but you're my king in a different way you are my king. They love each other so much. You are my king. <laughs> this episode was really, really funny. In the very, like, incidental, we're not even going to give this a second Summer Camp Island way. Um, I love grocery shopping! <laughs> there's a guy who gets his emotion, emotions back after he, uh, he's been grocery shopping, and he just goes absolutely nuts over this grocery shopping. Yeah, like, everybody's been devoid of, like, emotions for a really long time, so everybody's feeling pretty emotional. He bought ice cream. Also, the the aliens are all voice acted by this kid. (laughs) Um, This kid is adorable, and it's fantastic. I think a lot of characters in this show are voiced by actual kids, and you can you can hear it in a certain how would you describe it? Just, like, a innocent charm to a lot of their voices. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's some kind of throat thing going on there. I don't know. I don't know much about voice acting. It's like everybody got really chill without even getting high. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these are children. <laughs> but there's also other bits where it's just, like, the planet is, is also, like, Summer Camp Island, but it's also one thing. It's all just really breathy with a lot of That's uh, it, soft breathy. starts. Breathy. That's it. Breathy, okay. But then, like, when they're going through Puddle's house, hedgehogs... Uh, it's not anything like how I talk! Fuck! Yeah. Um, I just scared the shit out of Laura. You did? I was chilling, looking up voice actors and scared She the was fuck chilling, all he- summer camp style, hedgehog and then I kicked is- it up to an 11, like, really fast. Hedgehog is looking through all of Puddle's stuff, and everything that she opens, there's, like, a little guy in there that says, Hey, hey, this is nice. It's just, <laughs> this is nice. I like it. I also like the concept for this one. Bottling up emotions and expressing them. It's cool. It's, it's like cool. weird, but it makes logical sense. I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. I want to... When they're going through everybody on the emotion emotometer, emo, emotometer, emometer, that was, that's what it was. They go over Hedgehog and it comes out as a five. And she's like, a five? I could do better! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Oscar gets a nine, which, yeah. Yeah. This was before they knew what it meant. <laughs> But then when they're like, okay, we'll have Oscar Hedgehog has to leave, they're like, no, stay here! And they're like, whoa, together their emotions are off the charts. Because they love each other so much. They do. I swear there was something else I wanted to talk about. And Hedgehog loves Puddle does parkour. Oh, that's right, Puddle does parkour. Yeah, so they're at Puddle's house, and he's trying to avoid the emometer, because he can't walk in front of it, or else they're gonna fucking know. So he kind of like, the floor is Are we doing here, they? We've been... 
flopping all over the place. Shit. That's annoying me. So they kind of like the floor is lava parkour around their entire house, <laughs> and then into the kitchen to go get tea because because they were gonna make him tea. And then the hedgehog's like, Oscar, did you see that? And he's like, Yeah, puddle does parkour. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. Oh, also, uh, Puddle's couch had abs. Oh my god, Puddle's couch had the sickest abs, and then it just, like, grabs you in a very, in a way that looks threatening, but <laughs> seems comfortable. Sentient furnitures. I wouldn't call it fun, but Sentient that's why furniture. I don't live there. <laughs> seems creepy as hell. I've got you, buddy. Don't worry, buddy, I've got you. What's that? Oh, it must be the bell for lunchtime. Everyone get in the mess hall. What's for lunch? It's advertisements. Hi, everyone. It's me, Future Laura, here to scream some advertisements at you, so let's get started. Let's talk about some good Lunar Light podcasts you can listen to. The first one I got for you is The Good Boys Girls, a fan podcast for the McElroy family of products, hosted by actual real-life girlfriends, Lily Blue and Haley Rose. The Good Boys Girls is your first stop into discovering or celebrating everyone's favorite content creators, the McElroy Brothers, airing every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. The Good Boys Girls. Take a hammer and fix the podcast. Saying that is very gratifying. <laughs> And I'd also like to tell you about Whatcha Call It, a conversational freeform comedy podcast where two friends talk about whatever's on their minds. Join Britt and Reed as they get together to discuss current events, pop culture, or any other nerdy thing that comes to mind. New episodes available every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatcha Call It, your belly button is your old mouth. <laughs> Thank you for giving me these good things I can say at the end of your uh, ad things. These are very good things. And now I'm going to tell you about how you can support Lunar Light and all the other podcasts on it. Wait. Wait. Oh, what's that? There's another noise. What is it? Oh my goodness. It's an incoming transmission! Ever question video game villains corporate strategy? Curious about what it takes to get science right in sci-fi? Want to hear experts explore questions they never thought they'd be asked? Simply put, do you like sweating the small stuff? Then our show is for you. Because that's the name. Every week... Host Cameron Buzar-Jameri and his gaggle of co-hosts discuss the overlooked details of your favorite movies and media to understand how those details impact the big picture. You can find Sweating the Small Stuff on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for this incoming transmission. We really appreciate it. That was very cool of you. <laughs> but yeah, please check it out. I've uh, listened to some episodes of this and it's very, very good. I think it's something you guys should keep an eye on. It's very good. <laughs> Speaking of incoming transmissions, if you want to get one of your own to get your favorite podcast to say the words you want them to say, you can go to lunarlightstudio.com slash incoming dash transmission, and there you'll find the information on how to do that. It's a very good way to support your podcasts. Not your podcasts, but our podcasts. But maybe they're yours in your heart. I don't know what I'm saying. And besides that, you can also support our Patreon at LunarLightStudio.com slash Patreon, where patrons will be directly supporting the network and getting access to some cool perks such as weekly bonus content and monthly streams. That stuff is always an absolute pleasure to see. So you should donate and get, get your ears in that. Feel free to check out Storyboard's social media. We're at storyboard underscore cast on Twitter and storyboardcast.tumblr.com. 
And we have an email, which is storyboardcast at gmail.com. Talk to us. Come talk to us. Come say hi. Come tell us what you want us to watch and talk about on our show. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can always leave us a review on iTunes or whatever else takes reviews. I think it's only iTunes, but if you find something else, we'd appreciate that too. I think that's going to be about it for me. Uh, lunch is dismissed. Everyone go kayaking! <laughs> Alright. Uh, vampire computer? Computer vampire! The vampire computer, excuse me. Computer vampire. Okay. Nick, why would we choose this episode? Uh, we chose it because... Well, for one thing, it's a funny episode. Uh, mm-hmm. for the other thing... For um, the main thing, though. One thing I found out about this show when I first watched it was the creators got really, really creative whenever they had to put, like book titles in the background and in this one they go to the library (laughs) and there's just like a couple of unbroken shots of just straight comedy gold some of our favorites include and i had them all pulled up on my phone and i can't find it gavin call my phone i wrote them all down not all of them i wrote them all down you didn't write all of them down i did all of them down where's the phone i had them all pulled up okay so they (sighs) that was my turn Okay. Wait, how does it start? Uh, (laughs) So, Hedgehog and Oscar are going to the library because they want to research more about the mountain on the island that no one knows anything about. Oh yeah, there's a mountain that popped up and everybody was like, what the fuck? So, things happened, but I didn't pay attention because we were reading the books. Okay, so Hedgehog and Oscar go to the library because they want to know more about this mountain that doesn't seem to exist according to anybody and uh at this point we stopped the entire everything just to read all the book titles because the book titles were very nice so in the background gavin you have your list here's what we're gonna do i've devised a game Uh a game to play with these book titles sure (laughs) so you're gonna read one off your list you're gonna read one off your list and i'm gonna try and one up that with comedy okay with a funnier book title. We're going to find the funniest book title. I ask you to please save my favorite one that I can say. Okay. Space Space. Uh, it was not Space Space. It was Space in Space. Shit. Gourds. Very tall birds. How, <laughs> how not to draw spoons. Maps of maps. Ha 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 ha. Fabricated places. You even like hats. Uh, let's see. Everywhere snakes. <laughs> What about the time when Oscar was being loud and he got shushed by a book that was How to Be Quiet? <laughs> see, I've also got Assorted Statements, Volume 2. Don't make don't make me get out the big shit. What? We're not going... Oh, Gavin, that's what well, you Gavin, were Gavin, saying, Gavin, not a you've book. Got, you've got plenty. You've got plenty yet. Still. Every Grain <laughs> of Sand, 1983. <laughs> which is... Which is the largest book. Damn it, Laura. I'm sorry. I what had to, to feed your books? <laughs> what? <laughs> what to feed your books? <laughs> Shit. Encyclopedia of Frogs. <laughs> that one's, that one's just for a good you. One. That one's for you. This one's for me. <laughs> that's, that, that, that one's for that's me. That's your free space. Uh, I've got Map of Giraffes. <laughs> what you got? Oh, Space Lol. Oh, I wanted to say that one. <laughs> Space Low is my favorite one. Alright, alright. We got others. We've got Golfing on the Moon. We've got, um, let's see. Why can't other libraries be this chill? <laughs> How to be a plant. 
Uh, <laughs> runes. Boring places to forget. A fungus book. Not the fungus book. A fungus book. Uh, UFO diaries. <laughs> um, it's all just Puddle's diaries talking about how much they love the king. How to cook an omelet without an egg. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are vegan omelets. I'm sure there are. How to be neat. Do-it-yourself dream palace. How watch, to be neat. <laughs> watch your back. <laughs> Guide to belonging. Uh, forget breakfast. What am I? Question mark exclamation point. Alright, 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 alright. That's and, enough books. And finally, to close us out. Ha 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 ha. I already said that one. You did? Yes. Dang it. Fuck you. Aw. I lost. That's so mean. Pizza romance. <laughs> alright, 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 right, 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 right. Looking back on our episodes list, I feel as if Susie should have been in them more. But whatever. Yeah, she is a lot of fun. Okay, so back to the episode plot that mattered. <laughs> They're looking for info about this mountain, but nobody can find it. Oscar decides to go play a computer game, and then he plays the computer game, and it's for babies, but he's totally into it, like the show. When he said that, I said, that's me playing cool math games at 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's not closing down. IQ ball went hard. There's a rumor that cool math games is closing down in 2020. It's not. Don't worry. Wait, IQ Ball was the fucking best. Yeah, it went hard. Which one? Hardcore. It was the one where it was like... Oh, that was Little Spider Guy! And then they made a sequel called Tarzan Ball, and it was better? Yeah, man. I love him! He's a fuzzy guy who grabs the target or the candy. Yeah, you had to try to get everything in as few moves as possible. Wasn't Bloons Tower Defense also on there? Probably. It was on a lot of different places. Cool Math Games absolutely slaps. When you were at the computer lab, and it was computer lab day... You looked forward to Computer Lab Day all fucking week, just on the off chance that they would say you could play cool cool math for like 20 minutes. And, and when, that was the highlight of your entire childhood life. What was the other one? They had cool math and they had the one that was just regular games. Lemonade stand. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, that was the edgy one. There's the edgy one. That <laughs> Lemonade stand no! was the edgy one. No, no, there, there's cool math games, but there's also an edgy one that wasn't edgy, like but something... it was the games that had no educational maybe, value. Maybe Dark Kiwi? I remember there was a Kiwi No, one. no, it was affiliated with cool math. Newgrounds, oh. Armor Games. No. Also, my my website for those of... Games. My website of choice for those was Ancon. Anyway, um... Even though the guy freaked me out on it. He's playing this game, and then there's a scary vampire, and it's the final boss, and he's like... And he's like, ah, I'm a little bitch. Stop! And he runs off, and he's like, Hedgehog, I'm the bravest person ever. And Hedgehog's like, all right. And then they leave the he library. No, 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 Gavin. He never claims to be brave. He got a bravery badge. He didn't claim that he was brave. Okay. He goes to Hedgehog, and he was telling Hedgehog why they have to leave now. And Hedgehog's like, you got scared by a computer vampire in a game for babies? <laughs> and Oscar's like, no. And Hedgehog's like, Whatever, asshole. I couldn't find anything about the mountain anyways. This is not how they treat each other! It basically is. No, it's not! So they leave. They love each other. There is no inferred okay asshole at all. So they leave, and Susie's like, hey asshole, you played fucking... (laughs) Play any armor games? Get with a pillow. 
I mean, there are plenty of implied assholes with Susie. Yeah. With Susie, extremely, yes. So Susie goes... Not a hedgehog. Susie goes, hey, asshole, you play fucking Fruit Farmer, Dan Shu? No, 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 no. First, they run into one of their friends who's dressed like a strawberry, and then she gets carried away by a vampire. Oh, yeah. Just like in the game. I thought, I think Ooh. it was Pepper. Yeah, Pepper, Pepper, was Pepper. Pepper was dressed like a strawberry. Pepper was the strawberry. He's very he made... cute. <laughs> and then the vampire, yeah, they keep making fruit puns, and it's the best. The vampire carries off Pepper and then up to the tall mountain and Susie comes in and uh, dressed like a wizard, like dressed a like a wizard and then gives the, the NPC chat and then is like, <laughs> Oscar, God damn it. You played fruit farmer, didn't you? And Oscar's like, yeah. And then Susie says, fucking go kill the that vampire. That game is cursed as shit. That game's cursed as shit. <laughs> go kill the vampire so I'll have to stand here all day and give the same fucking dialogue. And Ponies keep walking up to her and she says the same thing over and over. It's good. Welcome, fruit farmer. Your fruit keeps being stolen by the formidable fruit thief or whatever. And then they ba- they basically go around to Fetch the island. quests! Yeah, they go around the island to do, like, t- I want to say a bunch, but it was two fetch quests. <laughs> so, like, as far as this game goes. But, but like, everybody is still who they are. They're just kind of, like, in whatever role they have. So, they're, like... They're confused about it. One girl's like, hey, do you have any idea what's going on? I like fishing all of a sudden. I think her name's Lucy. That, there's a good chance it's Lucy. <laughs> also, they run into it. Also, they Lucy's run into... sitting there sobbing because she doesn't have her fishing pole. And she's like, hey, she just stops all of a sudden. She's like, hey, do you know what's going on? I really like fishing all of a sudden. She loses it right after they get it. <laughs> And they walk off while she's crying. Also, they run into a different kid who's like an old man. It's old kid from Invader Zim. Uh, uh, they run into the kid and he's like, Hey, my back really hurts because I'm all old. Which is weird because I thought I was five. <laughs> they gotta get his hat. And they get his hat. Oscar gets his hat. And oh no, Hedgehog's dressed as a banana. Fruit thief fucking <laughs> snatches that shit up. Don't like that. <laughs> Fruit thieves all over that shit. Whoosh. And then Oscar says, fuck! <laughs> and has to climb the mountain now to go get um, Hedgehog, who just got super kidnapped. And stake him with a carrot. Perfect for staking vampires. Mm-hmm. Also, Max is the vampire. Dracula died by a carrot. And he still makes a bunch of fruit puns. <laughs> so I looked into Laura's mind. Um, at the beginning of this episode, and she was like, oh my god, Susie's the vampire, and then she wasn't. How the fuck did you know that's what I was thinking? <laughs> because I, I, I was like, what the fuck? Because. It made sense of her being the wizard. People's minds are easy to read, it's fine. I feel threatened. Good, you should. I feel don't exposed worry. and threatened. Don't I don't wor- like this. Don't worry, Laura, I got Gavin. This episode had Max in it. I liked it. Um... My favorite Wait, part. I wasn't done with- he kills the vampire with a carrot. Not before his friend is a goat and fucking <laughs> the goat takes takes Oscar up the mountain. No, she doesn't. She's like, "Are you ready to fight the vampire?" Listen, I don't know what that what that character's name is. The one who turns into a goat. All I know is that she exudes strong Francine energy from <laughs> from Arthur. Ah, she, she does. does. Now, she, like, actually literally is Francine. <laughs> she doesn't turn into a goat. She just has a goat costume, and she's just kind of, like, on, just kind of on the ground. And just kind of, like, she gets she, the horns. She's like, this is cool. This is kind of cool. Which isn't, the horns are part of the costume. Even though I'm sure a goat lives two doors down from her. Probably. <clears throat> Don't 
think about non-sapient animals in sapient cartoon <laughs> or cartoons with sapient animals. There's never any ant like non-sapient animals that show up. It's only monsters. Unicorns. Don't oh, think no. about if sapient animals in <laughs> Take on me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, think about if there are non-sapient animals and cartoons with sapient animals, and then what animals do the sapient animals eat? I'll be <laughs> in a day or two. It doesn't matter, Gavin. Even the food is sapient. <laughs> Fuck. Can I have some pancakes? We've seen pancakes. Wait, 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 wait. What are marshmallows made of? <laughs> Basically, sugar? And gelatin. What's gelatin made out of? Come on, use what Steven Universe has taught you. I don't know what gelatin's made of. Bone marrow! Animal byproducts! I didn't know that gelatin was made of... Was that in Steven Universe? Yes. Yeah. What episode? Uh, um, the snow uh, one. Where Greg almost kills them. That's right. <laughs> that's right! <laughs> Actually, Greg, Greg did kill them in several realities. Well, yeah, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Where are you future visions? Anyway... Dark episode. Anyway, um, uh, like, Oscar dies. No. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he does, did die. But then he's okay. He has three lives. It's a video game. It's fine. And uh, he then he kicks Max's ass, and then Max was like, "Dude, that was so cool how you kicked my ass like that." And Oscar was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but all right." He's chill. He didn't know. He didn't mean. He's it. chill. Nah, Max he's is just chill. the chillest motherfucker. He's chill. They showed Oscar, like, they heavily implied that he did impale Max. And then he's just like... I thought they were gonna cut back to him with the carrot still impaled into him after the game was done. I thought it'd go back to him, like, munching on the carrot. (laughs) I thought he was gonna be bleeding out because there was this fucking carrot inside of him. Yeah, that's what to expect from the show. Basically. Also, Susie still has the beard on because it makes her look smart. Exactly. If Susie can keep the beard, then fucking... See, this is another... If Susie can keep the beard, then we can show brutal death. That's right. (laughs) That's how... That's the logical order of things. But see, like, at this point, they were implying that Oscar could die. (laughs) And yet I felt nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to lose his second life and he'd be like, oh no, Oscar, you have one life left. No, I actually called it that Oscar would not lose his second life. Because that seems to be the thing that happens in video game plots, but it didn't, so. Yeah, I knew that Summer Camp Island was better than that. And I was like, he's not going to die again. They're just going to do this stuff and he's going to be all right. It's a waste of time and we don't waste time. Don't waste time in this show. It's only like 12 minutes an episode. Yeah. They're really tight though. They, they are. They don't Somehow they're tight, time. but they never feel tight. I keep on getting these these real-life reads on real life where I know everything that's going to happen in real life. And I'm like, man, if only I could get reads that hard in Smash. <laughs> I wish I were better at Smash. You're psychic in real life, but not in Smash. Exactly. It I sucks. Do. I wish I was better at Smash, but only barely. I just need to... I also wish I was better at Smash. I just need to learn the game more. Me too. I haven't Laura, played in a long time. Laura, you can train with me. Okay. I'll get you super swole. I'm at least better at using neutral. Because Gavin can't play with me because the thing is that me and Gavin have played so much that we just play in the exact same way. Basically. And no improvement that either of us make um, has any bearing on on, on our uh, 
on our clash. Well, I just turn my brain off and I'm like, let's fight Nick now. Let's be I'm like, let's just, because when we played last time, I was like, I'm not doing this for any sort of competitive spirit. I'm just going to have fun. still wouldn't try any of the silly me characters that we tried. I did. Unless it was either Dan Abaddon or, or, uh, or, or you're rising. <laughs> Laura, you weren't there. I heard about it. (laughs) We found two me's. One was Jesus and one was Dan. And so we had. Yeah, I told her. I told her about it. (laughs) Please tell the microphone about it. Right. So we had um, we had Jesus and Dan, and um, we fought on the uh, on the T posing Kermit stage (laughs) called Dominance. (laughs) And we had our we we had our true battle for the crown of Jerusalem. A lot of fun. Someone, fun. someone say who won. It was Dan. Dan won. Dan won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey Dan. Hey Dan. Huge fan, but Come on your our show. your Mies move set kind of sucks. Not gonna lie. Come on our show, please. Yeah, we've got um. Did Dan didn't even have a suplex, did he? He had the rush. No, he didn't. He had the and big he, dumb rush. He, he had the he had the dumb neutral B. Yeah, he had the really bad neutral. Anyways, shot put over that. I don't even use shot put. I, I like shot put. I like shot put, but none of our me's use shot put. I'll use shot put. I was actually playing Smash with Kyle the other day, and I was being all the me's. I hate you. I'm sorry. I, I hate you in four dimensions. I'm sorry. I was being, I who was I? I was Bender, and then I was um, Dan again, and then I was basically that. You didn't play as Hank Hill? No, I didn't play as Hank Hill. We yeah, decided. Anything else to say about Computer Vampire? It's so hard to so hard to say anything because it's just like it's just like an an atmosphere that the show gives you. Not even like real events. It's just like and the entire we... show is a lullaby. Yeah, uh, it starts with a lullaby and then it is a lullaby for the rest of it. It's nice. And then nice. you wake up rested. There's only one episode that ever gave me anxiety, and that was the episode where everybody got superpowers except for Oscar, and that is just like. A deep-seated fear that I have had since childhood. Oh my god, right? <laughs> I have had nightmares about that. Fuck. I'm always the one with superpowers. Well, isn't that cool? The rest of us just have to be anxious about our dreams. If everybody else got superpowers, I would deco it really, really hard until I got some damn recognition. What's this episode called? Moon Problems. <laughs> Alright, so the next episode we watched uh, was Moon Problems. Um... So Oscar's having one of his little nightly conversations with the moon as the moon's watching his parents like a freaking creep. And Oscar's like, hey, what hey, hey, what are my parents doing? And the moon's like, yeah, your dad's a lame And Oscar's like, nice. <laughs> the episode opens up on Oscar's dad and mom. Um, and they're like moving a pot of gravy or something. Was it gravy, salsa? Chili, chili. It was probably chili. They're carrying a pot of chili up a skyscraper. Like... <laughs> I think they said the elevator broke. Oh, yeah. They did. They did. Still, though, that's a lot of effort for a pot of chili. Depends on how good that chili is. Gonna keep the chili on the ground and be like... How much chili did they make and for what purpose? <laughs> hey, everyone, they come to our cool party. chili party. I, I, I do think it was for a party. Come to our cool okay. chili party in the parking lot. Um... <laughs> So, um, so y- you cut over to the moon, uh, who's watching all this happen, and then you cut over to Oscar, who's talking to the moon, and he's saying, hey, what are my parents doing? And then the moon says, no, no, no. 
the moon says that stop it, stop it, Kevin. The moon tells them what they're doing. <laughs> stop it, Kevin. You, you put that away. You put that away. Oh, put that away, Kevin. Put that away. Stop it. I don't that like away. that look. Just don't look at him. I know he's doing it though. I got... The moon tells Oscar that his parents spilled a little bit of soup. And okay. then the moon realizes that Oscar is not wearing the friendship bracelet the moon gave to him. Uh-oh. Right, so... <laughs> Stop it, Gavin. I tried to do the Grinch smile in real life as best as I, I could. Still... How could I do it? Gavin, how'd I do? I could still feel that energy coming off of you. Yeah, you but just... how'd I do? I don't know if you physically did it, but I could feel the energy. <laughs> and I didn't even have to look at you to feel that energy. I don't like what I associated that face with. What face was it? The Grinch face you just tried doing, because it looked like someone who I don't like. Aw. I'm sorry. I like you very much, though. So, um, Oscar, like you cut, you, we cut over to Oscar, who's asking the moon what his parents are doing, which is really sweet. And then the moon says that they, uh, that they spilled some, some, some chili. And I do think one of them does laugh. No, they the spilled fact. a lot of chili, Nick. And they, they did spill a lot of chili. And I think that at least one of them does sort of... Say that his parents say that the parents are like big dopes, um, not in those words, but I think that they uh, they did imply it. Um, but the moon notices that Oscar isn't wearing the friendship bracelet that he gave to the moon. Um, yeah, it's like a giant tan line <laughs> where it used to be, like <laughs> which, like, like come on, moon, he had to have gotten a lot of mileage out of that thing. <laughs> Moon's kind of bummed out about that, but um, but Oscar just kind of brushes it off, um, and then Hedgehog comes by and says they're gonna go to an ice cream sandwich party, and it's because the ice cream sandwiches, who are also sapient, uh, have uh, have friends in town. So Oscar goes. And Oscar... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I watched this episode, but just that sentence itself is really good. But so then the moon kind of gets bummed out. He's like, oh, okay. See ya. Which, like, he's also at the ice cream sandwich party, right? He's the, also there. The moon is everywhere. He's also there just as much as if he's at the ice cream sandwich party. No, you see, he's... The moon is that one friend who gets, like, really upset at the party. He's there, and he can include himself at any time, but doesn't, because he's waiting for everybody to go, Whoa, hey, moon, are you okay? But then nobody does, because they're busy having a good time. But they also... Im- Wait, no. We need to get through this, and then we'll, and then we'll discuss the moon physics. Alright. Um, so, so moon is... He kind of says, oh, well, they'll miss me if I kind of... The moon says, fuck you, Oscar. First cave Johnson, and now you motherfucker. <laughs> they'll miss me if I move away a little bit. And then he does that, and they don't miss him. In fact, he reveals mermaids, and they're like... Shit, mermaids are real, and the mermaids like shit. Ice cream sandwiches are real. Um, so the moon kind of realizes, like, man, I'm, I'm kind of underappreciated. I will go focus on me for a while, and then he leaves. And apparently, the moon has a house in an <laughs> asteroid, which makes me question: When does he use that house? He's always around the Earth, ain't he? During the, During the day, Nick. I guess he isn't on the other side of the world because it, it only matters if it's above Summer Camp Island. Yes. But even though while he's above Summer Camp Island, he still has... Well, we'll get into this later. Okay, right, 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 right. So the moon starts... Um, no, because the moon is gone, it creates huge problems with the tides, which apparently includes any body of water because the shark's pool is just gone. <laughs> it's just empty now. The, the sun comes up and says, hey, did you guys make 
hey, did you guys make the moon sad? And they're like, um, maybe a little bit. It's like, oh my gosh, he's really, really sensitive. And then they cut back to the moon, who's like, who's like trying to focus on him, and he's listening to an audio tape <laughs> by the shark entitled "So You've Decided <laughs> to Stop Being the Moon." <laughs> and so the moon does his own. Using thing. what expertise, <laughs> shark? Like, we'll get into it. We'll get into he's it. He's an expert in his field. So, so the moon starts trying his his new stuff, uh, like bowling and wearing a hat, um, and, and he gets good at the harmonica and becomes famous for a little bit. Um, but then Oscar realizes, man, I really, I really dinged this one up, didn't I? And everybody else says, yeah, you did. Oscar doesn't, <laughs> Oscar doesn't realize shit. Susie comes over and is like, Oscar, you dumbass. <laughs> oh no, that's, oh no, that's right. Oscar doesn't know what's going on. Um, and then Susie comes up, he's like, who did this? I'm going to start with Oscar. <laughs> Oscar, did you do this? Oscar, why you look at your wrist? <laughs> or was it, why you look at your wrist, uh, guiltily? Maybe. I don't um, know. And then the sun comes up and, and it was funny. Susie's great. Um, do you know how many hair sp- how many hairstyle spells require moonlight? All of them. <laughs> Which is her only concern. She isn't concerned about there not being water anymore. It's a she big got concern. The it's a big concern. Um, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. So, um, and now she's gonna tell you how this has got the frizzies. It's because of humidity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so Oscar and Hedgehog set out to to make a plan to fix this problem. Um, and so they decide they'll split up. Oscar's gonna look for the friendship bracelet, and Hedgehog is gonna try and find some way to communicate with the moon. Um, <laughs> so, they, so then we cut back to him later, and, and, uh, and Oscar goes up to Hedgehog, and is like, whoa! And she's got, like, this whole big, like, tower of, like, computer screens and technology. She's like, yeah, uh, I, I really thought that, uh, that, uh, interstellar communication would be a really big problem, but then I just did it. Did you find the friendship bracelet? And he's like, nah, I couldn't find it. <laughs> and Hedgehog has a second where she's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Oscar, you fuck. Um, but so then they then they communicate with the moon. Did they sing a song for the moon? They did sing a song for the moon. They sang a song for the moon and, and the moon and the moon heard it and they made like a banner. No, Oscar did make that banner, didn't he? He did make a banner. He did make a banner that's like, hey moon, I'm really sorry. The most um, important thing about the song, though, is that the song turns into new friendship bracelets. Uh, that's right. The song, um, the notes from the music, weave into new friendship bracelets. One goes around the moon, the other goes around Oscar, and their friendship is reunited, and now the tides are back. And also the moon. But no, he's not. Now it's daytime. He's gotta it's, go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, but now he's gotta leave. And then the sun comes up, and she's like, hey, where's the friendship bracelet that I gave you? He was like, uh, I'm just kidding. I don't care. It's great. <laughs> This one was this one was really funny. I liked it a lot. I, I, I <laughs> the moon is so good. So, I liked how the moon was on like talk shows and shit, but he all he wants is validation and friends and stuff. He's like, he's was wondering about going like bowling maybe a little bit later, and the like space Conan's like, yeah, sorry, I can't, I got shit to do. Space no, he's just like. No, he's like, no, we're not friends. We're like work friends. I'm gonna go to a cool party now, and he leaves, and his hat follows him. Hollywood friends aren't real friends. F. 
weird logic in this one, don't he? Okay, we need to discuss the semantics of how the moon works Okay, so this is weird. I have... This... I would definitely call this a theory corner, but not in, like, the theory as in, like, I have something, I have an idea about this. It's more like moon theory, as in, like, the theoretical, like, this is how this works. This is storyboard astrology. Storyboard astrology. Wait, is it astrology or astronomy? Nope. Astrology is... Yeah, no, not astrology. (laughs) Damn it! Hey, if you're a Capricorn, the moon says, fuck you. Yeah, no, I meant what I said. Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Guys, 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 guys. Thank now you, we Capricorns. To, now we need to make an entire Zodiac based around cartoons. That's right. So. Fuck. This. And that How Zodiac is this? what part of Planet 51 do you remember? <laughs> We've <laughs> already decided this. Yeah, oh, that's right. We already got one. Yeah. I'm Dick. <laughs> I'm the dick bit. Okay, if you remember that they thought his dick was a tentacle, then Gavin, they know Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. I have faith that our audience is going to get our our Planet Fifty One references. They I have do- faith. No, they don't. They only remember one part of it. I have faith. No, this is the Zodiac. This is your looking up your horoscope, and it, it right next to the column that says you remember that they thought his dick was a tentacle. It's like, your future project is going to be very successful. Wait, no, I forgot my bonbons! Oh. What? Nick just left to go Nick get some sort of chocolate de- delicacy. Bonbons! They're not chocolate delicacies. They're cinnamon delicacies. Confectionary <laughs> treats? Bonbons! Why do you they're need bonbon them? delights. Why do you need them in here? Why do you need them now? Because they're gonna get cold. Why can't you wait to enjoy <laughs> your? They're gonna get cold, guys. Don't eat your bonbons. It makes a bad noise. Can you not wait to enjoy your confectionery treats? The fuck? I've got to because they're cold now. You microwave them later. Don't make me use my combat proficiency to take away your confectionery treats, Nick. What the fuck? I like Samurai Jack. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shit! Can't remember that one. Alright, if you're taking a confectionary treats break, I'm gonna go get some refreshments. Oh, Jesus, come on, y'all. What, what was a confectionary treats bit? Little Red Riding Hood was taking con- confectionary oh, that's, treats. that's right. But, you, but, but the whole bit, though, that she had combat <laughs> God damn it, combat yo. proficiency. What the fuck were we talking about before Nick sprinted? We're talking about moon. We're talking about moon theory. We're talking about moon theory. Moon Um, theory. So the way that Gavin, you've said many times this episode that this world has its rules, but they're just very strange. Yep. I'd argue it doesn't. Okay, no, I have an idea of how the moon works, but Laura, 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 please give me these rules. Okay. I need order in my life. So the moon on Summer Camp Island. The moon on Summer Camp Island is a separate entity, but yet he has a connection with the moon on everywhere else. The Summer Camp Island is like a contained place. I'm doing hand motions like you can see this podcast land. Summer Camp Island is a contained place, and their version of the moon only affects the tides in Summer Camp Island. However, the moon in the rest of the world is more or less like... A like a like a porthole for the moon in Summer Camp Island, where he can see 
everything. <laughs> the comparison that's coming to my mind is how Bill Slifer can look out of every picture of him ever. I have an objection. What? Whenever the whenever they show Oscar's parents moving the on the pot of unnamed liquid, most likely chili. It does pan up and it shows the moon, and the moon has a face, and that's in Cityland. Yeah, that's just a visual representation, so we know that the moon, the moon, that our moon is looking through the real moon. Breaking the rules. No, no, not, no, not. That's so, a visual representation for the audience, Nick. So, okay, but the regular moon doesn't exist on summer, on summer camp island. No. Okay. They just can't see it because magic. Gavin's got a theory. Gavin, tell me. Gavin's got the chalk. What is this show called? Summer camp island. Oh, it's called Summer Camp Island. Is that it? Because you guys are making it sound like it's called Mid Semester of Island. Here's your fucking <laughs> your your moon reports due Thursday. It's a magic talking moon on Summer Camp Island. Don't f- just go with it. No, 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 Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. You said there were rules. You said there were rules here, Gavin. There are rules. No, listen. Researching things is fun. Researching things for school is not fun. So we're having summer fun right now. Okay. This is valid. Kind of, there's two kinds of research. Paper on uh, the, the Irish potato famine research. And going and... down a wiki rabbit hole. What yeah. happens is that Gravity Falls, Oregon has a weirdness barrier that contains all of the weirdness inside of it. So while Gravity Falls, Oregon, Summer Camp Island is magic and shit, um, other parts of the world are not magic and shit. So like the moon's doing all this crazy crap and the moon's like, I'm gonna go look over there. And over there, he's a normal ass moon. But in Summer Camp Island, he's a magic talking moon. Just like how pajamas can exist in both places, but pajamas can't talk. That's where obs- Oscar's from. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah, but the moon isn't... But when the moon goes someplace else, he doesn't lose his sentience. They're, yeah. They're implying that the moon is always sentient, but he only also only exists on Summer Camp Island? No, the moon can he, always... The moon of Summer Camp Here's Island is a separate entity than the Here's my proposition. Moon. Here's uh-huh. my proposition. I say there are no rules on Summer Camp Island. I say if somebody asks what a rule is... He says, it's summer, shut up! I mean, Susie did just say there are no rules in, like, the first episode. But you said there were rules. Yeah, there are rules. rules. They have a rule book! You don't see grown-ass yetis talking and not saxophone, Nick. There are rules. Yetis have rules. Yetis have rules. (laughs) Yetis have rules during the summer Yetis need structure. (laughs) Yetis need structure and a firm but loving hand. I like the part where the moon is gone... And the wolf is howling at it, and the duck comes over. And oh, like, I forget. It was my favorite bit. And the wolf is like howling at the moon. Oh, wait. And the duck is like, You're not the wolf I married, Harold. And I like, like how the duck's mouth is on just like the side of its bill. <laughs> and then they cut back to this, to this couple every once in a while, and it's just like Harold desperately trying to recapture his youth by, by howling at the moon. Like, like, using a flashlight, he's like, ah, oh, it's just not the same. <laughs> and then later it comes back, and he's so happy. And what did the duck say after he came back? I don't think she said anything. Hey, bum, 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 bum. God! <laughs> Got any grapes? Uh, no, I think she said, why are you crying, Harold? <laughs> Something like that. Harold. Oh, man. It's most of what happens in this episode. I mean, I really just like the the fact that Oscar is kind of a putz. 
<laughs> like, Hedgehog gets stuff done and stuff, and Oscar can't handle any situation. Okay, I'll do, did his best. I'll do did everything. His best. Just put your name on the paper. Nah. I'll, no, 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 no. He tried, but he spelled it wrong, but he didn't put a little smiley face. <laughs> spelled Oscar with a U and a smiley face. <laughs> the U is a smiley face. Like, like Oscar is <laughs> He basically wrote an oomblot in his name. Oscar's really bad at doing things, but he's pretty good at making you feel bad for him, but him always failing at everything. What he did was what I did on one of my recent final exams, which is I used my extra time to draw a little picture of a frog to <laughs> perhaps persuade the graders to go a little bit easy on me. You slide, maybe this will change your mind, you slide over what looks like a dollar bill and they pick it up and it's just a picture of a frog. <laughs> I think I did that too. I'll... Oh, there was like one question that I didn't know on my exam, and and so and so I wrote, um, I'm really sorry, I, I didn't get the chance to study this, and then I, and then I drew a little frowny face, and then I turned it in. Good job. Speaking of frogs and cartoons, what? Where's the frog? I remember the frog. Is there a frog in this one? No, but amphibia is coming soon. Oh, that's oh, when? Uh, in a few days. Shit. A few days? Yeah. Where the fuck is Infinity Train? Hey yo, where is it? Where that be though? We know it's coming. I just looked up Infinity Train release date, and it said November 2nd, 2016. I'm like, that's not That right. <laughs> doesn't sound right. Time isn't real here. What about <laughs> <laughs> It's an illusion. You're here forever, at least until we get hungry. <laughs> I want to stay with you because I don't have a choice. <laughs> Time isn't real here. The universe is fake. The government is watching every move you make. <laughs> Monsters are cool. The moon has a secret. The moon sees you all. That's because the moon was actually a Russian problem. <laughs> the moon's not real, it's a Russian spy. Sputnik looks suspiciously spherical when he What said. if the moon is a Russian spy? Uh, and that's why he's looking at everyone. <laughs> I mean, after regular show did it, I guess it's possible. Hey guys, what Wait, did we think about something? Was there anything extra you wanted to say about the moon episode, Gavin? Are you done? No, I wanted to talk about how Oscar's just like a giant fucking whatever type dude in Hedgehog Bill. A whole deal. I also like how uh, the shark uh, gives great advice to anybody, no matter what their situation is. I love the shark. I how does he know so much? How does he get around? He's in a small fucking pool and he's a shark. He's a smart boy. Have you seen his house? He has he, the internet. He was obviously doing something before he settled down. Yeah, you're right. He's a famous motivational speaker. His house also does have portals that lead to everywhere. Yeah. yeah Whatever home around. is. How to shark, how to know how to not be the moon. He was the moon and the moon replaced he, him. Wait, no, 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 Gavin, 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 Gavin. This, I cracked this it. This is so simple. This is so simple. That tape wasn't about, hey, here's how to be the moon. Here's how to not be the moon. He's an expert because he's not the moon. <laughs> it's not about not being the moon. It's about how to stop being the moon. Well, how yeah, do you know like, better if you've never begun? Exactly. 
He's an expert because he didn't. Because he skipped that step. <laughs> he skipped over that so whole good. step. He was so good at stopping being the moon that he didn't start in the first place. Yeah, so you could just skip the third, fourth, and fifth temples, and it cuts a lot of time off the run. <laughs> what are you <laughs> talking about? mortal existence it took a lot of time to figure out how to clip through the portal around hyrule castle but once we finally cracked that hey guys gamer person here uh so as you can see i did my best with the uh moon moon skip glitch but as you can see i'm a shark now so i don't know what to do about that now i guess we'll just keep going i already got past sploosh kaboom uh i, I got that one on my first try it was really good sploosh kaboom is my favorite dark soul <laughs> We are a cartoon podcast that tries really hard to be a video game podcast, I think. I like games. I do like games. I'm gonna buy like Phoenix Wright. Games. You should. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, our final thoughts on Summer Camp Island. I liked this show a lot last year. I watched it a lot. It was one that I had not been expecting like. But it provided me with something that I very much needed over that summer, and that is... A couple of minutes where I wasn't stressed all the time. And I'll say that is that is definitely what this show is very good at. If you watch this show, for the 11 minutes that it is on, you are not stressed at all. It's fantastic. And I just... Like, everything other is good with no problems. <laughs> I love it when everything's great with no problems. It's... That was a line, wasn't it? Yes, they said that in the moon episode. It was the moon episode. Because they thought everything was great with no problems. The moon was like... I hate everything! And then Oscar and, oh, and Hedgehog great. and everyone were walking off. We're like, man, I love when everything's great with no problems. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, there's no... Like, any conflict in this show is just completely... Okay. Alright, let's see where this goes. That's nice. That's really nice. Got shrunk down into little tiny people who don't know how to get back. That's nice. That's uh, fine. Susie just punched in the small child. That's nice. <laughs> Summer Camp Island is Excuse very... Excuse me, about to get juiced. Kids <laughs> are about to get juiced. What? <laughs> yeah, the space episode with the emotions. Oh, got it. Juice those, those, those children. <laughs> this is our sweet, sweet... I love juice. grocery shopping! I love grocery shopping. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just nice. And also, they do really good... They do really tight character work in this one, because I like all the characters, mm-hmm. and I don't even know half. I don't even know almost any of them. They're all great. It's a really, really, really good show. Summer Camp Island is a very good and pure show, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's just very soft. There's no sharp edges. It's lovely. That's what it is. It's soft. It's soft. Um, and I also watched the pilot on my own time. I didn't like it. The pilot is basically a slightly different version of the first episode, where instead of a giant party where everyone comes in, uh, it's only Max, and he's invited by Hedgehog, who is kind of a jerk to Oscar, but Oscar's also kind of a jerk, and Oscar is implied to have a crush on Hedgehog, and Hedgehog has a crush on Max, and Max is like a douchey popular kid. I didn't like it. Left a bad taste in my mouth. They really improved everything. Taking out the love triangle shit, good call. Good call. I just So it was total drama island. <laughs> I guess so. Honestly, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm just happy to see 
any lack of romance in a cartoon. Yeah, big mood. Or really any story, because I don't have a problem with it, but it's just like, we've done this a lot, haven't we? I'm just glad to have a show with just the purest friendship between two kids, and it's so cute and good. I also like that they made Max better, because I like Max. Max is something, Max is a character that I like. And as soon as he started talking in the pilot, I was like, oh, he's got that voice. No offense to the voice actor, but it was the voice of douchey popular teenage boy. That's douchey popular, like, goofy character. Douchey popular Ronald McDonald. Douchey popular circus clown. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to vape? You got a jewel? Gavin, what do you think? This show is, is nice and soft and sweet and warm. So I like that... I found the coldest, most jagged edge in there and attached myself to that as my favorite part of the show. That is kind of a slight problem I had with it because I am like straight up sick of the older teenager is a big jerk trope, which is why I really gravitated to the cool kids in Demon Universe because they're just very nice. And I was really hoping for Susie to be nice and she wasn't. I don't. Susie fucking rocks. She's not a bad character. I just wish she had like more like redeeming qualities. Susie's mean, but in a way that I never get tired of for some reason. Yeah, because she pushes Oscar in the mud and steals his his chocolate lunch money and then it's funny. Like, I hate Vicky. I hate her a lot. Vicky's icky. I don't like her, but Susie I like. She's fun. I mean, I don't dislike Susie. I just kind of I'm just a little sick of the mean teenager who's mean to the kids. Because, yeah. you know, well, maybe kids I are was dumb. a kid and teenagers were mean to me and I didn't like it. But well, I, maybe I it's because you're a kid and teenagers are like, I'm so over that. But honestly, she doesn't even feel like a teenager to me. She feels more like a kid who just has power than the other kids and isn't even like super crazy. Like, yeah, she'll lord that power over them, but that isn't the only thing she does. Like, oh, I've definitely seen worse. This is a very small complaint. She's basically like, okay, I'm gonna, like, what I wanna do today? I'll lord over the serfs or hey, something. But if I know what I'll do today, I'll take advantage of the proletariat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there the plot <laughs> You're just in time to see my proletariat. Harry the platypus. <laughs> You're just in time to see my proletariatator. <laughs> Keep going, Gavin. I, I really want to see an episode of Phineas <laughs> and Ferb where Doofenshmirtz gets really into Marxism and he invents he <laughs> he a communism native. And everywhere he shoots, it just turns into like Soviet Russia. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz is not in the Marxism, though, because he, he doesn't want everything to be equal. He just wants him to be on top. <laughs> he's a business owner. He, he, he's not down for communism. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the incorporated means? Doesn't he like own that whole building though? I think so. It's the cannon's a little screwy with it sometimes. Is evil an official LLC? To the trustees the production. <laughs> I don't know why, but the one joke from Phineas and Ferb that made me laugh the hardest was it was one of the bits where they were doing. It was like. Doofenshmirtz is evil incorporated, but instead it was Doofenshmirtz's basement. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just so funny. I don't know. Doofenshmirtz's basement. My favorite is Doofenshmirtz holding a bucket, and he's just like sitting there holding a bucket for a moment, not doing anything for a moment. It's good. 
Oh god, we're not. We need to finish the verb at some point. Anyway, we have to. If you, you can make the day, about... if you can just make it night whenever you want, then can't you just keep it day forever and then you can't counsel her eternally? Well, no. Do you think Susie won a hundred badges and then got magic powers and now not nah, because night happens? Never mind. Also, Oscar can't yeah. make it day eternally because she because she doesn't do that because she's the camp counselor. She does that because she is a sorceress. Yeah, but Susie got two thousand badges and got to get turned in for sorceress. Nah, wait. What do you think? Uh, do you think Susie um got a hundred badges and then was camp counselor for a day, but then made the everlasting day eternal? Uh, which is why the moon is so sensitive because he remembers the bright ages. And also, the other camp counselor shriveled up and died because the eternal day lasted for so long. And then Susie's like, well, now who's going to tell me no? So she finally made it night. Yeah, this is the last episode of the season. <laughs> this is the last episode of the season. <laughs> there's some straight up... It's not that, but there's some straight up backstory and you were getting kind of close. <laughs> you were getting a little bit close. I didn't watch it religiously. I just saw what was on TV. I give Summer Camp Island a 7.5 out of 10. It's very cute. It's very nice. I feel like at the same time, there's not a whole lot of substance. It's like a marshmallow. <laughs> it's quick, but it's nice. I'm going to give this one a, uh, a 7.51 uh, for twofold. One. Gotta one-up me. Well, I was going to say that. I was going to save that for number two, but okay, that's number <laughs> one. I have to one-up you, Laura. Number two. Um, I really like this show. I don't think it's perfect, and I don't think it's, like, incredible. But this show is, like, it gives me something that I don't get from any other show. I'd say the closest is Hilda, but even then, that's a different energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hilda's more of a refreshing energy, whereas Summer Camp Island is more of a soft... He's just a softie. I feel like I'm on a, I'm in a blanket. It's nice. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's incredible. I just think it's really nice. I wouldn't put it at 8, but I think it's better than 3 quarters. So 7.5. My rating is not enough badges to train Susie. That's out, of, it. out of 10? <laughs> out of the amount of badges that it would take to train Susie. What? It is not enough badges to train Susie out of the amount of badges it would take to train Susie. Why are we training Susie? I don't know. It's summer and I can't be bothered to come up with anything better. It's summer camp break time. Island. Woo! Island. Woo! Everything's good. Everything's good with no problems. Laura, thank people. Thank you to my good cousins, Anna and Sammy, for doing the art and lettering on our good podcast image. Please check the podcast description where you can find links to their good arts. I love them. Listen, in these summer times, when you need some cool summertime jams to relax to, who better to turn to than our boy Chongo, who's not on summer vacation like all you lazy lazy crap holes but he's fucking churning out good songs he's churning out the musics he is crafting the tunes 24 7 no matter the time of year down in his tune workshop down in the tune workshop in the tune forge the the changa tune forge using using the the tune tongs to handle them hot and steamy tune tune notes (laughs) 
He's got his Undertale mixtapes. That's damn right. Throw it together. Behind bail. Check to it out. He has to smelt the mixtapes. That's why they're so hot. Um, <laughs> He's smelting the fire-ass mixtapes with his goddamn music hammer. And Chong goes, he's working really hard. And the least, the le- you're not doing anything. Look at you. You're fucking sitting there watching. Why are you so mean to our <laughs> listeners? God. Because it's fun. It's because not. Because the typical status quo is to patronize them at all costs. So I feel like they, it's you like. You can be neutral to them. It's like going to those restaurants where they treat you like crap. And it's hilarious. I don't like those. I want to go to one of those. Where are they at? Me too. Like, that sounds fun. Keep going. What are you doing? A whole lot of nothing all day? Watching the 900 and a half season of Friends? You've got plenty of time on your hands to go and listen to Chongo's tunes and Chongo's band. And if you haven't got time and you're, like, working all summer, and you've got, like, all these responsibilities and shit, because just like Chongo, you know, maybe, maybe Go Child, Chongo's band with Penny Parker, could ease those responsibilities, <laughs> all right? You know, maybe, maybe they could be the, the, the summer camp island to your, to your moral thicket, or your responsibilational thickets, or whatever you got going on. And if you don't got going ons, then go do it. What else are you doing? Damn it. Fuck. Check out their new album, Coffee and Ramen. It's good. Check out their new album, Coffee and Ramen. And I like Monster Town. They did the song Bacon Hat. It's off of his album Hat Shop. <laughs> well, not they. That was just Chongo. Then he didn't have much part in that one. The ephemeral Chongo. Ephemeral <laughs> Chongo that floats above us all. That is all inglorious. He did Bacon Hat, which is our theme song. Uh, it's at the beginning of every episode. And if you're not a heathen, you don't skip it and you listen to it in its full majesty because it's awesome. You could go listen to it over there. And you could also listen to the rest of the album. Links in the description, as always. This Chongo Thanks has gone on for a bit. So I'm going to leave it to Nick. Finally, thank you to Lunar Light Studio for having us on the network. Um, this is where I would normally tell you to check out the other podcasts on the network, but I've been phased out. So now with our extra ad vlog time, I'm just going to talk about something that I like for a little bit. So I would like to thank Olin Rogers for making Final Space Season 2, which is coming out, um, this June in a couple, some days. Um, maybe it's already out when you're listening to this. Um, I like Olin Rogers. He's a good guy. Final Space is a good show. Check out both seasons. Or one of them. Check out the Lunar Light Studio Patreon at lunarlightstudio.com slash Patreon to help support our podcasts. Check out our social media at storyboard underscore cast on Twitter and storyboardcast.tumblr.com. And we have an email too, which is storyboardcast at gmail.com. And if you want us to watch a particular show, reach out to us on one of those places, and we'll watch it and tell everyone who told us to watch it. You guys gonna watch more Summer Camp Island? I would love to. Yeah. I <laughs> I need it right now. Let's go! Let's go!
Okay, so. And the moon's like, Oscar, where's that friendship bracelet I got you? And then Oscar goes, I got so high, I fucking lost it, did. I want to die. See you later, bro. Okay. Now what actually. The tide's coming in. And no, it's leaving. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.